And we are live again. It's a Sunday night, 9 p.m. Actually, it's already 9.29. Sorry, we had uh, some technical difficulties we had to deal with. Uh, where it's it's kind of the growing thing for uh, starting broadcast like us. Anyway, we are standing room only PH. With me are my co-hosts, Juanito Gregorio, Luis Boat, and Migs Peralta. And uh, last week, uh, we had uh, episode three. We're now on episode four. Episode three last week was entitled Patient. And uh, Migs, Migs, this is good. Better give us a run through, just a quick run through for, the, for those viewers who weren't able to watch our episode last week about what transpired in that uh, episode. Migs? Right. So episode three was all about patience. And we learned the story of two great uh, basketball players, uh, Ray Suerte and Darwish Bideri. So we found two striking stories about their career paths. It's both contrasting and the outcomes are also different. But we see that patience really plays a factor in how you play your sport and how you develop into a, you know, the, the player that you are right now. So that was pretty much the story. And key takeaways, see si race where tipala nagsipaktakraw, bago pa siya mag basketball, fourth year high school siya nag basketball, tapos tamo ngayon kilas player niya siya, diba? That was something that really, I don't know, personally, nagulat ako dun. And another takeaway then is how the difficulty in the basketball journey is now you really have to look for your you know the right the right program the right system the right playing time so that you can as- progress and ascend so that's pretty much episode three and i think you can check it out on youtube and on our facebook page if you want to watch it out and look at our highlights as well so um with that i'll turn over uh the call to juanito to introduce our uh guests for this evening Thank you, Meg. So, uh, we have two guests na talagang uh, very renowned and very respected in the field of sports. First, we have uh, Jamie Lim, the daughter of the Skywalker, uh, Samboy Lim. Uh, she, in her own... Uh, in her, uh, Sorry, recently, she just got the gold medal in the SEA Games. And, mas bilib ako, she got the summa cum laude. In UP Diliman. So, hi, Jamie. Hi, hi, Juanito. Hi, guys. <laughs> Second, we have Ateneo Blue Eagle. Uh, Siempre kilalang kilalang lahat nito bilang uh, the lefty who can do everything. Mo, we've seen him get triple doubles the past months in the D League and the MPBL. So, uh, no other than Aaron Black. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> Good to be here. So, maybe first question, uh, how are you guys? I mean, this quarantine, uh, okay naman ba? How are you guys adjusting? How are you guys? Um, nakakabaliw ba? Uh, maybe I'll go to you first, Jamie. Um, It's been good. Uh, six months na ata since I've been home and I haven't been going out at all. As in, so nasa bahay lang ako. And I've come up with a different things. As in, I also started a fundraiser with Agatha Wong, a Wusu national athlete. And it was really good. As in, like, IG Live kami, we talked about our sport, Puso and Karate, so we could raise funds for yung frontliners in QC and yung PGA. So that was one of the highlights of my uh, quarantine. And Shemper training twice a day, every day, continuously for six months. So, ayun, it's that. How about you, eh? How's, how's quarantine uh, been? It's been good. Um, you know, I was able to take advantage of the time. Uh, my dad and I have been training pretty much every day. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to say it was good because, you know, a lot of people are suffering right now. But um, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I had come from an injury right before the season was supposed to start. I dislocated my right shoulder. Um, one of our last games in the MPBL. So I was able to recover from that and uh, add some stuff to my game as well as be familiar with the Moralco system now. So it's really a blessing in disguise. Aside from that, you know, I've been collecting shoes and pretty much trying to help out as much as I can. Um, because, you know, a lot of people are really suffering now. Um, as well as uh, just, you know, on Netflix, like everybody else, probably. <laughs> all right, all right. Turn it over to Luis. All right. So, as everyone probably knows, the name of our episode is Legacy. Well, generally, we just really felt that we wish that our parents also had their own Wikipedia pages. I wish my mom was famous. Oh, and I'm just kidding. I love her so much. Well, generally, the idea is in a country like the Philippines, sports is something we cherish, especially basketball. And there are multiple household names. Two of those are the names of Samboy Lim and Norman Black. So obviously, our first question is, what was it like exactly to live in the same household knowing that your parents particularly your fathers, were famous basketball figures in a basketball country. I can ask Jamie first. What was it like growing up with Samboy Lim? At home, I didn't even realize that he was a famous person. So I'd only understand when we'd go out as in, in malls. And and dami would pop a picture sa kanya. And I'd, get, parang I'd ask, what's the big deal? I mean, ano meron? <laughs> so parang growing up, hindi ko masyadong naintindihan na superstar pala si daddy. And like, he was a big figure in the Philippines. So that's because he retired, I think, before I was born. So I, I didn't really get to see him play live. But I've seen his highlights, and ang galing ani that. I mean, he's my idol. Ang galing galing niya talaga. I'm so proud, and I can't believe that he's my dad. I mean, and he's really a nice person, and I think that's why I idolize him even more. I mean, he's not um mayabang or anything. He's really down to earth. That's why, siguro, when I was young, I didn't understand na super big palasa because he was really down to earth. Down to earth, young Skywalker. Yeah. That doesn't make so much sense. But thank you, Jamie. All right. We got that for standing room only. The Skywalker is down to earth. I'm sure he was an amazing and is an amazing dad. I'd like to turn it to Aaron. What was it like growing up with your dad? It was fun. Contrary to what people think, my dad's really much of a joker. Uh, he seems to be serious like all the time right on the court. But, you know, it's nothing but jokes at home. Unless we're working out, of course, or doing something serious. But, yeah. Um, it was great. I guess, you know, when I was in high school and, you know, you're trying to carve your own name and everything, uh, you're trying to get a scholarship to a, to a good school and, you know, make the college team. It was kind of tough. I guess I put a lot of pressure on myself because um, my dad never really pressured me to play basketball. He'd always tell me that if you are going to play, then you better give it your best. But if you're not, then I respect that. Do something else. But um, yeah, as I got older, I guess um, it got better. Uh, especially my, my first year in Ateneo was pretty successful under Coach Bo. So, um, yeah, as, as I got older, I, I sort of saw it as a advantage more than something to pressure myself on. So now that he's my coach, it's even more of an advantage because I get to ask him anything I need to for the team. So, yeah, it was great. Uh, I really have a good relationship with my dad. And just like um, uh, what Jamie said, he's very down to earth. 
uh, as well. So, you know, something I really uh, admire about him. Tanong ko lang, Aaron, what was it like, yeah. like in Ateneo grade school, Ateneo high school, during the 5-peat era, na si Coach Norman was the main guy, di ba? Parang everyone was like, Coach Norman, the best, ganyan-ganyan. And yeah. I guess, you know, may, may biases ba with your classmates, with your teachers? You know, how was, how was that atmosphere like? Honestly, I love the attention. Like, it was, <laughs> <laughs> when you're a kid and your dad's like a rock star, right? You're, you're, he's a rock star at your school. So, mm. parang, you know, every time he'd come to the Salo Salo, things like that, he'd be taking pictures. So, it was fun. Um, I didn't really get any special treatment, I think. Not that I remember of. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. All that attention, especially during the bonfire. When you'd see right. your teachers at the bonfire and things like that. And be like, oh, can we take pictures with the players and stuff like that? So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I think the five feet was a big part of me wanting to play for Ateneo. Uh, so, yeah. Solid, solid. So if if Aeronico, you embraced the the rock star fame of your and legend status of your dad, Jamie, Ikaw, would you have it like? Would, would, did it ever cross your mind that uh, what if you know you grew up with a dad you know that you know just, a, just kind of a regular family, not someone with a dad for uh, a legend of a dad? Did you ever did it ever cross your mind at some point in your life? Oh, it didn't. Because I really love my dad and my mom, as in who, who for who they are, as in they're the best parents I could ever ask for. So I wouldn't imagine um anyone else. And he, I grew up na idol ko si daddy, and I wanted to be like him, especially in my karate world because saying idol was a sport. So I was always looking up to him, and I wanted to be like him and as good as him. Okay, so um. Uh, asking the both of you, no. Um, what was like? Uh, what what was the role of your dads going into the careers you're you're going into now? Uh, especially a being in basketball and Jamie being karate. So what was the role of your dad? Uh, AB, you first. Um. Well, I attribute me uh, playing basketball to two people: uh, Kobe Bryant and my dad. So if it wasn't for my dad, I don't think I'd be playing basketball. People say, how's that possible? Because I don't, I never watched him play. But I mean, I grew up watching all of his games that he coached, you know. So, um, yeah, my dad played a really big role. Um, up to now, he still does. Of course, he's my coach. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, from, from grade school to high school, most especially now, um, definitely trying to get as much as I can out of him, out of his knowledge of the game. Because, you know, as a coach, he also tries to improve every year. So the more knowledge he gets, better for me. I'm able to get that out of him. Jamie? Yeah, so see dad, he was, again, I don't dad. So I really look at him and study how he is as an athlete. And I see that he's a really, really hard worker. And I hear stories that he'd be the first one in, last one out. And I think um, in my karate journey, especially towards the SEA Games, um, when I had five months to train for that, that was what I was thinking about, and that was what I was trying to um, copy. So I'd also go in early and then leave late, do the extra work, because I saw my dad do that. And I think it paid off naman. So growing up, what was funny was, hindi siya yung strict na dad when it came to training. So I would cry to him and say, Dad, I na mag-training, may mga pasa ako. And he'd ask my mom na, Mom, baka pwede namang wag na mag-training si Jamie. And then si Mommy yung stricto, she'd be like, I think you should train. So talo kami ni Daddy. 
And that was funny. Because, ano, parang daddy's little girl ako. And he wasn't really the strict type. He just wanted, like Aaron's dad, he just wanted me to do my best in karate. Parang no pressure to just what was important for him was for me to do my best. Amy, I have a question about like how your dad influenced you. Was there a point in your childhood na pinipilit kanya mag-basketball or pinatry kanya mag-basketball? <laughs> little tykes. Little tykes na play, play set. Ganyan. Uy, in fairness, meron akong little tykes na basketball sa ano, bahay. <laughs> Pinaglaroon kayo when I was young. And I actually did a few sports before karate. And one of them was basketball. So may Skywalker's camp si dad. And I actually tried it. And according to my parents' stories, magaling naman daw ako. As in, I can do a layup. That's what they say. Pero, um, like, out of 200 students, ako lang yung babae, according to mommy. So, parang hindi na namin sinuloy yun dahil ang daming lalaki. So, switch sports kami. <laughs> Grabe, bata ka pa lang. Naging strict na agad si mommy and daddy mo. <laughs> Sakto lang. Pero magaling daw ako mag-layup. <laughs> okay na rin. <laughs> I guess uh, kay Aaron naman, I follow up na lang din is, nabanggit mo nga na your dad is your coach now. And I think uh, over the course of your career, never mo naman siya naging coach. Because he left Ateneo before you entered the seniors team. So yeah. uh, are, are what's your what's your expectations right now? Are you excited? Are you nervous? How do you see that going into uh, the upcoming PBA season? I think I'm I'm really excited. I guess these last six months have made it better, just like I said a while ago. Because um, I was able to um, take his knowledge of the Meralco offense and the defense um, to help me. Um, that when we start practice, I'll know right away what we're going to do. Um, at the same time, you know, maybe a little bit nervous. Of course, you know, he drafted me, which means that comes with some pressure um, from his bosses. Uh, you drafted your son, so he's gotta, he has to play well. Because I was their first um, draftee. Uh, me and uh, Mike Caniete. So, yeah, a little bit nervous, but at the same time, excited. Um, I've lived with my dad all my life, so, you know, it's going to be fun um, coming down the court, seeing him call the place so that I can call it for the team. So, uh, the communication is already there. So, for me, I don't think, I think that that would be an advantage for us going into the into the season. So, I'll ask Amy, no? Well, in high school, I played for my dad in UP, and We were we went up against each other. What do you call your dad in training? You call him dad? dad. Do you call him dad. coach? Yeah. Yeah. I used to call well, my dad coach. It was so weird. I was after right weird. after training, I need, to, I need to call him dad. Yeah, I find it weird. I really find it weird. Um, When we're on our Viber groups and he says something and everybody's like, thanks coach, and I say thanks coach, I just find it weird. Because first of all, I'm like 10 feet away from him <laughs> in the house. And then at the same time, but on the court, I call him dad. Um, I don't think that's going to be a problem. He he doesn't he doesn't say anything about it. So, yeah. wala na atang kanchawan chief kapag pro ranks na kumpara sa high school. <laughs> weird din. Eh. Tapos teammate ko pa si Jaggy, di ba? So lalong weird, di ba? Yung teammate ko yung kapatid ko. Tapos coach mo tatay ko. Pag uwi mo sila na naman yung kasabay mo, parang ano ba to? Basta important, yeah. fed kayo ni mami. Yun lang yun. Not girl. Thank you, Dita. That was for you. <laughs> rule ba yun na kailangan tawagin mo si Coach Alan na coach? Hindi, hindi. Personal, ano yan, personal choice. Personal choice. <laughs> okay. And anyway, um, Jimmy, although you played karate, comparisons will always be made on, you know, other factors such as your athleticism and, you know, your capability to dominate. 
your chosen sport. Uh, how do you look into these kinds of criticisms? Was it ever a pressure for you na kahit you're in karate, just like just being the daughter of the Skywalker, was it really something that you had to bring with you into training? Was it something that you always thought of? Actually, no one put pressure on me, or at least I didn't hear any of those comments. Um, I think it helped na hindi kami same sport, tapos I'm a girl pa. So, ibang-iba talaga kami totally ni Daddy. Um, so, yun. I think if ever nagka-pressure, it just came from me. Kasi I really pressure myself to like do the best I could be. Uh, yeah. And parang perform as best as possible. Kasi I think I got that competitive drive from Dad and also from Mom. Because I see them both work in their fields. And for me, they're like the best, one of the best in their fields. So yon when I strive to be the best I think about both my parents pero yung pressure always came from me not from the others naman All right that's nice to hear so you put the pressure on yourself and it never came from your parents it was just pure support mm. that's good Yeah I'd like to ask the same to Aaron was it similar were there comparisons to your game and coach Norman being that you both played basketball and did it have an effect with how you developed as a player I think early on, because I'm not as tall as my dad. I'm about three inches shorter. Early on when I was younger, it was like, oh, when is he going to grow? When is he going to grow? And it never, I mean, like, I grew five inches over a summer, but I never got to, you know, like him, like six, five. So, um, I mean, probably just in that aspect early on. Uh, of course, there always be comparisons. People, whenever we do interviews together, it's always like, oh, you think, will he, you think will, will he become as good as you or... Will you break your records and things like that? And, you know, honestly, I, I just don't uh, mind it. Just like Jamie said, um, she doesn't really, uh, you know, I feel like I put enough pressure on myself um, and I work hard enough not to let that affect me. Of course, you're human and it may affect you at certain points, but you know, I try my best not to. I just believe that, you know, whatever work you put in, if you put in the work, you won't be pressured because once you get to the game, you know that you've already practiced and practiced the same thing. So. Yeah. Alright. Um, medyo naging seryoso na masyado yung usapan. So let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's a little bit lighter. Um, a lot of the viewers, you know, they, they know you guys as, you know, Jamie Lim, the SEA Games gold medalist, Aaron Black, the PBA player, the son of Norman Black. Describe to us, guys. I'm sure a lot of people are very curious. How was your college life? How was how was it? Were you um, very outgoing as a person? Did you go out and spend a lot, or did you just really focus on training? Jamie, uh, being a sumukumlaude, how was it? How was your college life? Yeah, so I've been doing karate since I was six years old, up to eighteen years old. So parang all my life I did karate, and I said, "Naman, okay, college is the time for academics," and I really set my goal because idol ko rin si mommy, and she was also UP philosophy sumo home laude. So I said, "Okay, this is my goal now. Time for that, yeah, time for academics now." Grabe yung jeans na yun. So I looked to these people, yeah. And so nung college, I said, okay, focus on academics. And I tried to make sabay pa rin yung karate. But then it was really hard, especially because karate wasn't part of the UAAP. So I had to train in my dojo, which is in Mega Mall, sa private club ko na AAK. And I'd go back and forth. And it was really far, UP, Mega Mall. And it wasn't feasible talaga if I wanted to get that tuma. Like I said, okay, I think I'm gonna have to sacrifice karate for a while and put it on hold. 
and focus on academics. So yon, I focused on academics. Pero it wasn't like totally friendless. Four <laughs> years of college, so I joined an org, JFA, and that was really fun for me. I even went for recruitment head. Para may fun parts naman in my college, and it was really fun. So um, I experienced the school life as in the todo aral and the having fun naman taking a break. So yon. That's the new kids, ah. Hindi oh. nyo kailangan ng alak sa college para ba yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Be like our guest, <laughs> not like the host. Lahat tayo nakaganyan eh, no? Hypocrite. <laughs> wait lang, wait lang. Hindi daw kailangan ng alak sa college. <laughs> okay, ikaw naman, Aaron. I mean, syempre, ikaw, sinabay mo yung basketball sa college sa college life mo. How was it? Were you able to... Was it, was it very difficult for you to find a balance between you know, basketball, studies, and then having also a personal social life? Well, early on, just like I said before we went on air, I wasn't, um, I mean, I was passing my, my courses, but I wasn't as serious as, as I should should have been with my studies. Uh, probably my first year of college. You know, your first year in college, you think, you know, you're free, there's <laughs> girls on campus, you know. <laughs> I grew up in Ateneo, so, you know, we, we never saw a girl unless you went out of campus, so... <laughs> But um, yeah, college was fun for me. I mean, I tried to, you know, be as outgoing as I could be. At the same time, you can't be too outgoing because you have a sport that you have to work on. And, you know, we used to practice six o'clock to nine o'clock pretty much every day. So, yeah, I mean, I took communications. So you have to be outgoing. I took a lot of classes that you would not believe. Um I think I took a class where I had to sing, I had to rap, I had to, I had to act, I had to do a lot of stuff uh, under uh, Sir Sev Sarmenta. Oh. So yeah, I could not believe I took that class. Um, I'm so, no, no, thank you. I, I, my, my career is over. I retired after that class. career, <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it was, it was, I just tried to be as outgoing as possible because Shepherd College, you know, you, it only happens once. Um, so, you know, I tried to meet as much people as I could, make as many friends, but at the same time, I had to be, stay serious with basketball and I had to take care of my studies at the same time. Okay sa atin eh, yun, may class na kakatakat magrarap. Sa UP, gagawin mo yun para magkaroon ng class. <laughs> Actually, audition yun. May, may audition kami sa start na you have to show what you can do. Eh, ano naman, I was like, I'm not gonna dance, I'm not gonna sing. Nag-rap na lang ako. Yeah. And, then, and then after that, tuloy-tuloy na yun. So, uh, uh, Jamie, were you, were, did you able, did you, were you uh, ever... Uh, ha- did you ever have difficulty in getting a class? Yung tipong magpipirog ka, tapos mag, uh, mag-shuffle yung mga prof nung ID, tapos kailangan magka-talent contest kayo. Actually, no. Medyo swerte ako in getting my classes because I didn't have to rap or anything. Sana all. Pero I think, I think I would have been G to rap. Yeah, parang masaya mag-rap. I wanted to rap. <laughs> So let's go a bit you know, so we know how, how you guys idolize your, your parents, right? So I'll ask, you know, besides your parents, uh, who are the people you look up to? No, who are who are your childhood idols that you know up to today? Probably look up to them. Uh, you are uh, a. Well, Kobe. 
Um, the Mamba. Yeah, that's that's a tough topic for me. Honestly, up to now, I still can't uh, really understand what happened, like how it that it's actually he's actually gone. Um, we had a short conversation when he was here, uh, because we sat next to each other. Um, he sat on the floor, and I I was the first one to sit next to him. So yeah, we we talked for a little bit, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, probably for like a couple months, I couldn't believe it happened. Um, but definitely him and my dad. I said my dad a while ago, but uh, he, I grew up watching him because I'm also a fan of LeBron. But uh, LeBron was latter part, 2007, 2008. You know, I grew up watching Kobe. I was born in '96, so um, I don't know the way the way he approached the game is just something I want to be able to do every day. Um, there's a story about him when he used to practice with the USA team and um, he asked Nike or his trainer to get him some bikes for the next day so that after practice he could, or before practice, he could bike because they would practice in the afternoon. He would bike from eight o'clock, bike up the mountain, come down at 12 when it was the hottest. And then he would go to practice. And when I heard that story, I went out and started biking. <laughs> this, this quarantine, now I bike almost every day because... You know, if, if you can adapt that not only on the court, but in, in every aspect of life, you know, you'll be a winner. Yep. Uh, maybe you'll have tough times and everybody has their tough times, but you'll definitely become a winner in the end. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it's hard. No, no, up, up to now, yeah. I actually have, you see, you can see I have my Kobe corner right here. Yeah. I, so. I, I just got the, the undefeated, the, the, undefeated um, the Kobe's that just came out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, them for real. I'm, I'm, I have. I'm gonna put like a its own place here yeah. with like his basketball cards on top. So yeah. Uh, how about you, Jamie? Any any other people you looked up to when you were young? Actually, I not really. I just really look to my parents. I really draw motivation and inspiration from the both of them. I guess because I didn't have to look far. I mean, sila naikita ko at home, and I see how they are. So ayun, that was enough for me and I really look up to them. And even though when I was doing school, I also look at my dad and how he works. And when I do my karate, not only that, I also look at mom and see his her work ethic. So ayun, for, even though they're in different fields, I draw the same type of inspiration from them. Okay. Um, Jamie, tanong ko lang din about yung karate career mo. Maybe you can give us an inside look on how you like how do you train how do you develop how do you grow i say all of us here were you know shepherd we're all basketball focused mm -hmm. so could you give us an insight on how how you become a professional in karate then okay so wait i'm gonna start when i was six years old because i was really bad at the sport and i was so bad for three <laughs> years i kept losing and i never won a competition for the first three years of my karate career so I'd ask nga, or the people around my parents would ask why they'd still put me in karate if it wasn't if it obviously wasn't working out for me. But but I don't know, they believe na hard work kakayanin. And for some reason it worked. So after working really hard for the three years, nakaya, I got the gold and it wasn't it showed me that's not impossible. So I guess it's just believing in the training programs of your coaches and just giving your all in your training. So um, that story of mine motivated me, especially coming back for the SEA Games because I was out for four years during college. And coming back to SEA Games, 
um, it, it would be difficult because four years out and then you're not as conditioned and then the sport is evolving, pa, especially in the sparring. Like, rules change. So the entire game changes and I had to relearn it. And in that five months, I had to sick-sick all that relearning and coming back to training. So I was just looking back at how I was nung six years old and sinabi ko na kakayanin siya. And I believed in the coaches. We have a Turkish coach. Um, wow. Sensei Okay Arpa. And we're we're really lucky to have yung buong um, program and yung coaches. So I'm just lucky na it all worked out for me. What? Jamie, why 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 karate? Because we know naman na taekwondo is mm-hmm. more popular in the Philippines and taekwondo is a sport in the UAP and the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why karate? What what was the what was the influence for you to go into karate? Actually, when I was young, I tried a lot of sports. Eh? So there was basketball, gymnastics, swimming, and then the karate. Um, my mom and dad enrolled me in that because I needed to, I needed the self-defense classes too when I was young. So I was only planning to do it for the summer, but then my coaches there told me to continue and actually train and compete um yon regularly so i extended until i was like 18 years old even though i was supposed to do it for one summer long and voila since then i've been doing karate and it brought me to the sea game so i'm super happy to, for, about that congrats on the gold no congrats thank you the- thank you mm-hmm. all right um it's quite difficult to be a student athlete, no, even after the SEA Games. And for sure, in a program like BS Math, Jimmy, how were you able to balance uh, karate with uh, training? Young well, college actually is the part that I didn't do karate for four years because it was really hard and I stopped. So I stopped for four years. Um, totally stopped. High school, totally yeah, stopped. totally. As in, I do some exercises at home just to keep fit, but not really karate talaga. So when I was I was doing karate and studies at the same time no high school. And it was also difficult because parang the classes were 7 to 4. And, oh my gosh, ang aga pala ng high school. Yeah, di ba? I can't believe it. Paborito ng masang 7 o'clock eh. Hindi ko alam bakit. <laughs> oh my. So, I, I train Friday, Saturday, karate. And then Monday to Friday in school. And... Actually, in high school, I also was part of the dance troupe for one year. So, in the second year, I was doing karate, akads, and dance. But that one was really hard. As in, I was so super tired in the second year. So, I, I had to sacrifice the dance and focus on the two. Ayun. So, that that was kind of hard. But I naman and I live. But sometimes, you just have to choose um, the things you'll do and the priorities so you don't like die or explode. Solid. So that's why Jamie's the guest. She's the overachiever coming up at where the host because we're at. we still have something to prove. Not just joke. So I'd like to ask uh, Aaron, if you don't mind me asking, uh, for the viewers who don't know, uh, Aaron, you didn't play in your final year of eligibility for Ateneo. So if you don't mind me asking, what was your thought process in not pursuing that final year and going semi-pro and eventually to the PBA? Um, well, uh, my, my, my final year did not work out as I thought it would. Um... Early on, probably Feb- February, March, I I, uh, I have a sciatica, herniated disc 
in my back, basically, mm-hmm. uh, if, if, if you know what that is. Um, so I, I, I fell the wrong way during this, the prior season, and it went away after a couple of days. And then I went into the weight room maybe three months later, and I picked up some weights, and my back just totally um, went astray. <laughs> it went, basically, one was going this. It felt like um, it was going everywhere. Um, so that was, that was tough. That was a tough start. 12 weeks out. Um, and then I came back and I had to, I had to take painkillers every practice and nobody knows this, um, except, uh, my trainer and RPT. So I took, I looked painkillers every practice. Um, some wouldn't even work. That's how bad the pain was. And then, you know, the season started and I thought I was picking it up a little bit. Um, and then things didn't just, didn't just work out, you know? Um, thankfully, we won the championship, and I left the champion um, back to back. So, you know, I'm still thankful for for Ateneo for that. But really, I was just looking ahead that um, I I want to pursue basketball as a as a pro career, and I felt like the best the best way to do that was to bet on myself. So I I left the country for about a month right before graduation. I went to train with the pre draft guys in Vegas. Um, and then after that, uh, came back and, you know, just step by step, you know, D-League, MPBL, um, and then finally the draft. You know, I'm just thankful to be in the PBA right now because um, after Ateneo, to be quite honest with you, I almost quit basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. uh, I went to Europe right after the season. And, you know, my dad and I had the plan on what to do the, the year after. But really, you know, to myself, I was not confident anymore that you know things would pan out uh, until I got to Vegas and I and I saw that I could still play and that's when you know it started to come up for me but really there was a really dark time um that started the year started 2019 and uh late 2018 but you know it, it it's it's something you appreciate now that you're over it um something that like if I come up if I come against any um other situation wherein you know I'm down I can look back at that and say I was able to overcome that so I can overcome these things as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, for me, once again, a blessing in disguise. So I have a question about that dark time in your life. I guess I wanted to ask, um, how did your dad really influence in your uh, going back, like your um, yung pagbawi ba during that time? Oh, man, my, my dad was a big part of that. Um, he would tell me, nah, okay, you're not playing. Um, you have an injury in your back. It's bad. Just try to be the hardest worker you can. So if you ask Coach Sandy or Spokochaga, uh, we used to be in the gym. The last, we used to, I used to be the last in the gym um, every day. With him, we used to shoot together. And he as well, he helped me that year, tried to keep my spirits up. Um, but yeah, every time I'd come home from a game, from practice, my dad would just tell me, just, you know, it will work out. Uh, you just have to keep working because... Um, for him as well, when he was younger, he didn't start till he was 14 and he tried to make his first team and he got cut. So, you know, he went through the same thing before. Uh, so yeah, really just trying to encourage me. I think it wasn't just my, my dad, it was my whole family as well as my girlfriend. Um, some of my really close friends who I grew up with, they would stay up with me till 1am. We'd be shooting at the court. Wow. Um, you know, uh, just to just to make sure that you know I'm ready, just in case my number is called, or if not, then you know the work the work um just builds up uh, as you go. So yeah, I have a lot of people to thank um for that time in my life uh for lifting me up. 
I guess another question ko na rin, Aaron. Uh, you talked earlier about uh, you've been, you know, this offseason has been a blessing in disguise. You were able to heal some of your injuries and also work on your game. So I guess for the Miralco fans out there, as much as you can share, para hindi rin malaman ng scouts ng other teams, <laughs> what, have you been, what have you been training on? What have you been improving on your game? And what, well, really, what's the, what are they going to expect? Well, really just um, the overall game. I guess really number one is shooting and ball handling. Uh, I think in the PBA, number one is ball handling because you know I'm gonna have to play the one and the two, um, so I'd have to handle the ball a lot. And there's so many good defenders in the PBA. You just look at Magnolia; they had their three guards are are such good defenders. Um, as well as the shooting, of course. Um, I tried to get myself right now in the best um, condition possible. Uh, my dad always prided him. Uh, pride himself on being the best conditioned athlete on the floor, as he says. Um, so, yeah, just like I said, I, I, I've tried biking now. I've been running, things like that. Uh, just trying to make sure I'm ready for the season because we don't know when it when it will start. It may start next week. It may start next month. So just, just those things, um, as well as, you know, thinking the game as well. Um, my dad has been helping me a lot. We've been watching tape. Uh, we've been watching the NBA see things that I can do on the court, uh, as well as the old Morocco games. So really just a lot of thinking and a lot of work on the court. All right, Aaron, I'm the team, and we're sure that you're going to have a great career and we wish you luck. Though I'd like to ask Jamie, because Aaron was able to share that he had a, hard, a dark time in his career. Given that you, Jamie, you won gold, you got sumo cum laude, was there any specific time in your career that you'd like to share which was maybe a low point and how you overcame that and still achieved afterwards yeah. actually it was the five month preparation for SEA Games because it was really difficult for me to um, adjust right away so the first half of my 2019 it was like super academic then focus, last push for school and then the day after my graduation July 1 I started training again the national team and I guess my body or my whole self was shocked because from like just studying it I became like an athlete national athlete so twice a day training it was really tough like because of the change the total change and it was also difficult for me because um the first international tournament I joined coming back I lost and to a girl that wasn't even that good. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shade. 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 Um, it was a hard time for me and I was thinking parang tama ba yung decision coming back because parang is this too much of a long shot you know like four years out and then my competitors probably have been training like four years more than I did so that was really difficult for me yung understanding that okay I have there's this period that I'm really gonna have to adjust and then get better and relearn it so that was really tough because I was putting so much pressure on myself. Like, I really wanted to win the SEA Games. Lalo na because it was in the Philippines. And everyone was going to be watching, like, my family, my friends. Um, so I wanted to perform as well as I did before I stopped um, karate. So yun, that five months was so much pressure and stress on my part because of the pressure that I put on myself. And because of the adjustment nga. 
So I just believed talaga. I mean, even though I was losing the first few months, I just believed in myself and I said, okay, I'm just gonna give my everything and then all in na. And then whatever the result, as long as I give my everything, I'd be happy na. And swerte naman na gold. So yeah, I'm super happy about that and 2019. Yep, and we're, we're, we're the whole, I'm sure the whole country is very proud of you for winning that SEA Games gold. So winning that SEA Games gold, Jamie, naturally, uh, most athletes would set their sights on higher level of competition, on winning higher level of competition. So do you have plans of joining the Asian Games and eventually the Olympics? Yeah. Actually, what I'm preparing for now is the Olympic qualifiers. So um, I, along with five other athletes, um, sa karate team namin, we're going to compete next June sa Olympic qualifiers. And then if we win there, we'll be able to compete in the Tokyo 2021 Olympics mm-hmm. uh, July, August. So yun yung, my sights are there and um, I'm working. So it was supposed to be this 2019, pero um, COVID. So na move siya for one year. And to me, I look at it like a blessing also because I just came back and I think kulang yung less than one year of preparation for a really big competition like the Olympic qualifiers. So like what Aaron's doing now, I'm doing the best to work on myself, especially in the conditioning part, because that's what I can do now. And hopefully when we get to train, maybe soon, um, in a bubble, maybe, um, catch up na ako and I'll be as in my 100% best shape in terms of the conditioning. Ko. Solid. So good luck, Jamie. Um, we're pretty confident yeah, that you can actually Thank make you. it to Japan. So if you yes. do make Thank it you. to Japan, can you bring us? Can we come? We'd love to to Japan to support, to support everyone. To support the whole national team. Okay, standing room only, lang. Promise. Okay, na kami yan. Ako nasama ako sa Dubai. Sa Dubai na bubble ni Aaron. Doon ako sama. <laughs> Pwede rin. Sa Dubai, confirm na ba? Wala pa eh. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Chismis pa lang yun. Chismis pa lang yun. Sige. Uh, well, uh, ano tayo? Medyo, uh, let's go a different direction. Uh, let's talk sports. Um, last night, we actually did a podcast about our NBA predictions. No, I, maybe you guys probably watched the NBA here on probably. What is your guys' prediction of this NBA season? Um, I'll go first. Um, well, definitely the Lakers are going to win. Like, it's not even a question. Yeah. Let's go. Um, but I swear, I just, I just want all the haters of LeBron to shut up, man. Like, the guy's done so much stuff on and off the court. Like, give the guy a break. But um, yeah, yeah seventeen years, man. I know exactly from the from the moment he stepped on the court. But um, I think the Heat are gonna beat Boston. Interesting. I, I don't think I don't think Boston is deep enough to beat the Heat, and they just have that lineup with Iguodala, Crowder, Butler, Adebayo, and um, Hero, which is so tough because everybody can shoot, everybody can play defense, and you know Boston after they get past the eighth man, you know, it's hard. So, yeah, I think Heat are going to beat Boston. They're going to play LA in the finals. LA maybe wins in six. Parang same na same ng predictions oh, natin last time. Parang same na predictions. Parang hindi lang ang hell tayo. How about you, JB? I think you you watch a bit of basketball. Would yeah, you have yeah, some predictions? Boston fan. 
Yeah, I know. I actually watched the NBA when no 2016, and don't kill me, pero I'm a Steph Curry fan. Oh my God, guys, don't <laughs> please forgive me. Pero I'm just a great shooter. Ani to guapo? Anyway, yeah, that's it. But now I haven't been watching, but I'm rooting for the Celtics, so I'm sad to hear your predictions. <laughs> Celtics, because I'm rooting for the Celtics. Save you, Salah. So, ayun. So, given your predictions, if I may come in, the title of the episode is Legacy, and what we've gotten from the both of you is definitely you've both already made a name for yourselves. So I guess a question to both of you, I'd like to ask Aaron first. What's your overall goal or vision in building your own personal Aaron Black legacy for the future? Well, short term, um, of course, every, every rookie that comes into the league wants to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, as well as win a championship. Well, championship first, and then Rookie of the Year. Uh, long term, I want to play for Gilas, hopefully for a long time. Uh, I want to represent the country. I remember I represented the country when I was 18, and that was such a good experience. We went to Qatar. Um, I think just to keep working. I feel like what my dad told me when I got drafted was, when you get to the PBA, some people think that that's the end of the journey. Really, it's a start, if you think about it, if you really want to be great. So I just want to keep improving um, my, myself uh, individually as a player, as well as give my best for Meralco. You know, we, we they've been aching for a championship now for, what, four years? You know, so close in the finals, four, three, three times. And um, hopefully I can I can help out there and we can finally win one um, this year, if not this year, next year. So, yeah, really get as much championships as I can, hopefully um, represent the country soon. Jamie. All right. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry I got lagged a bit. How about you, Jamie? So Aaron has the goal. Stop laughing at me. Uh, Aaron, I forgot we're on live. So Aaron was able to share that he wants to be rookie of the year, but first win a championship. That's his goal to build his own legacy. How about you, Jamie, moving forward? I think it's just being the best in everything you do. Like, young mindset it should be as excellent as you do things so like when i was doing young academics parang all in ako doon and then um yeah i aimed for young top talaga and ng sea games aimed for gold talaga and so that's i think that's how i'll be doing everything i'll be doing in the future so right now my sights are on new olympics and it's the first time karate is going to be part of the olympics so karate was not an olympic sport before so this is the debut and yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, so I'll just do what I do as usual. And Ian, I hope to do that in everything I do for in the future. All right. So all guys, maybe in addition, um, uh, I am a coach and especially to the youth. Um, and a lot of them, I think, are watching right now. What is your guys' message to the youth? Because, you know, you guys are pretty much uh, role models, you know, uh, not just as an athlete, as a person, also as a student, because James is too makamlade, AB is a dean's lister. So, what is your guys' message to the youth? Hi, sa mga players ko. 
you Jamie, Jamie can go first. You. Okay. Um, I guess if you guys have a goal, just believe in yourself first and foremost, and actually work towards that goal. Because like when I was starting out, I wasn't the best student, as in super average ako, and I also wasn't the best athlete. Like I kept losing for three years, but I just did my best and did the work. And even though it took me so long, nakaya naman. So as long as um you have this goal and you're willing to work and sacrifice. Um, believe that you can, talaga. And uh, for me, I really hope you guys get into sports because it's changed my life so much. As in the values that I learned in my sport, I applied it to academics and in everything I do. So yeah, try sports because I I'm super thankful for that, and I hope you guys get into sports too. Okay, go ahead. I think I think for me, um, as a student athlete, number one, you put. Uh, the student before the athlete, and you make sure that you take care of your studies, not just uh, to be mediocre, but to be the best you can be, as Jamie said. Um, sports is not always going to be there. At some point, our bodies are going to deteriorate, and we won't be able to play the sport we love anymore. So, yeah, we ha- you have to have a fallback. I always think about that. You know, what if you have a knock on wood, a really bad injury that ends your career tomorrow? Uh, you, you have to have a fallback, and you need that degree. And even a master's if you can. Um, I think aside from that, um, in sports, don't let the person beside you outwork you. Um, I think, you know, nothing really beats it. It's cliche. Um, and people may say it all the time, but it's true. Uh, if you outwork the person beside you, uh, only good things can really happen to you. I mean, I've gone through a lot of things. I've gone through a lot of injuries. Uh, I've had my downtimes, as I said a while ago. But really what's pushed me is just the work because, you know, that's where you get your confidence. I, I, I'm i the type of person where if I have a game on Sunday and I don't work out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm not going to be as confident as if I do work out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'll come on the court and think, oh, I wasn't able to shoot this shot or that shot compared to if you did put in the work and you have somebody in your face and you're shooting a jump shot and you're so confident you can make it because you just did the night before. Um, you know, put that into everything that you do. Uh, whether it's in the office or in school. And just like I said a while ago, you, you always come out the winner at some point. All right. Great, inspiring messages, you guys. And I hope uh, the student-athletes who are watching us, the kids and you know those aspiring to be uh, the best in their field can uh, really learn from uh, Jamie and Aaron's experiences. Guys, uh, just quick um, shout-out. I'm sure you guys, uh, your parents are watching uh, I think you guys want to say hi to them. Aaron, Jamie. Uh, go ahead, Jamie. Yeah. Hi to everyone who's watching, my friends. <laughs> mom is downstairs watching. Hi, mom. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> mom, uh, my dad for sure. <laughs> so thank you talaga. Kahit nasa baba lang si mommy is watching. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I don't know if my parents are watching. My dad might be outside. <laughs> Probably can hear what I'm saying. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Because he was in the room before we started, so <laughs> I don't know. But um, so hi to Ram. I think Ram's watching. One of my really close friends. Uh, my girlfriend's watching as well, Andrea. Um, I don't know who else is watching, but to all the Moralco fans there, uh, hopefully we can play soon. We can see you guys soon. So, yeah. All right. That's uh, it's been ama- an amazing episode, you guys. Thank you again so much for giving the time to uh, be guests here on our little little vodcast. <laughs> Thank you again.
Iran on behalf of uh on behalf of Juanito, Luis, and Nick. We're really very grateful for your time here. And uh, to all our viewers who have been sticking with us since the first episode and those who have been watching tonight, thank you so much. Once again, we are Standing Room Only PH. So for me, Luis, Juanito, and Migs, we are again Standing Room Only PH over and out. <laughs>